Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello everybody. Uh, welcome to Winchester Radio, um, our supernatural podcast. Um, gosh, our our last last one for first run episodes of the sixth season. Not our last podcast. We will be, I think, uh, potting potting uh, over the summer uh, here and there. Um, but uh, but uh, it's for the last two episodes of sixth season. Uh, 21 and 22, uh, Let It Bleed, and The Man Who Knew Too Much. Uh, our call-in number is area code 347-205-9801. Um, we uh, are being recorded. We're live for the first hour, at least for the whole show tonight. And uh, But no worries, uh, we are recorded after that. You can download us from iTunes. You can find us on blogtalkradio.com. Search for Media Boulevard. Um, and all our other podcasts before that for this season. So if you want to catch up or recommend us to friends who uh, haven't listened yet, that would be great. Um, you can always go to winchesterbros.com and click on the Winchester Radio icon. Uh, we're all over Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can find us there. And uh, this is great. I can't believe it. This is Clarity, and Becky's here. Say hi, Beck. Hey. <laughs> and here we go. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, another set of uh, another season finale. I, they ran two hours, but it didn't feel like a two-hour finale. I mean, it was definitely a penultimate episode that started to set things up and finish some things, and then uh, a finale. And we know that because the second hour started with Carry On, Wayward Son, and not the first hour. And I'm not I'm not sure where to begin because usually a supernatural finale leaves me totally freaked out at the least, and sometimes devastated, like Swan Song and No Rest for the Wicked. I mean, sometimes. We're so incoherent that we can't even do a podcast like the next week because it's just too much and we have to wait a little while till everything settles down and we calm down to do this, or at least I calm down to do this. But this finale did not feel that way. It didn't cliffhang as much as it did stop. (laughs) And I think my reason for not feeling like a finale or not freaking out was that the focus was on a different character. And I won't even point out the character just yet because I don't think it matters. It's the fact that it was not about Sam and Dean. And even at the end of Lucifer Rising, when kind of the point was Lucifer Rising, it was still just Sam and Dean. And there had been a big confrontation with Ruby that she was dealt with, and then Lucifer was on his way, but but the brothers were it. And Sam and Dean were observers at the end of this finale. And I know they had a lot happen to them and, and a lot of resolution and a lot of questions, and there's still a bunch of questions, um, but the 
focus at the end was on Cass, Castiel. Well, I was going to say the angel, but apparently not anymore. Um, and I, I really listened when uh, I rewatched the episodes before the podcast started, and I really listened at the end. And it's not a god, which I had thought at first, but the god. So I guess Cass is the next Chuck Shirley, kind of. <laughs> and I don't know what to think. Um, well, I, uh, first, first of all, the thing about Chuck, about Cassio being God and Chuck and all that, I think Castiel thinks he's God because he has so much power, which reminded me a lot of Willow mm-hmm. taking on Giles' power, you know, at the end of season, Buffy season six. But anyways, I think he thinks he's God, but he's not God. And I kept waiting for Chuck to show up and say, uh, no, son, you are not God. You know, yeah. <laughs> I kept waiting for that to happen. And I, yeah. I really hope, I really hope that might happen in season seven. I think that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Have Chuck show up and say, I'm sorry, you know, you're not. Um, I know God, and you're not him. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I I kept waiting for that to happen, and it didn't. But I I think he thinks he's God just because he's so powerful. I don't think Mm -hmm. he actually is God because you can't replace God, you know. And, like, even even in the supernatural mythology, there's only, you know, I guess said that he – Someday he may reap God, but I don't think that they meant that he would be replaced, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. We can certainly understand why, why Cass would think that with all those souls inside him, but from what we've seen, and, and frankly we haven't seen too much, we have proof of purgatory souls too. We have Eve and we had Ellie. And Ellie was just really all about Ellie, and that's not a um, that's not a problem I have with, with her because she sort of got, got here kind of by accident with H.P. Lovecraft the letting, and the gang letting her through. And Eve was just nasty, and she was called up in particular, but... How can Cass feel like a god with all those different kinds of souls in him? And aren't they lots of monsters in there? Because that's where they said monsters go, purgatory. How can he feel like a, a the god, the, the true god, the one god? You know, um, you know, god, a god both benevolent and kind, and um, you know, righteous and. Um, Handing out punishment, how how can he feel that way with all of those bizarre souls inside him? Yeah, they or say what... they say absolute power corrupts absolutely. So mm-hmm. you know, I I think that's pretty much it. He he has so much power in him. You know, they said each soul is like its own nuclear reactor, and he took in millions. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's really really powered up. So I think he thinks. He is so powerful that if God was to show up right then, he could kick his butt too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised Cass didn't explode, <laughs> you know, kind of. Because <laughs> how does he know 
that he can he can deal with that because you know Sam Sam had to drink tons of of demon blood to deal with Lucifer, and they didn't even think Sam would last forever with Lucifer. And Nick, Lucifer's former host, couldn't last. Lucifer was falling apart by the end of the season. So how can Cass, Cass is an angel, yes. And I guess, you know, we're used to seeing him in sort of, you know, looking like Columbo, talking like Brand Man, which is one of my favorite lines ever. <laughs> and and I, I guess because, you know, an angel is something, but angels aren't God, and, and just like all those millions of souls, how can he last, even being an angel? Uh, yeah, that, that, that maybe that's something they'll deal with next season. I don't know, but I like like I mentioned to you earlier. I felt like this this season, the, the last two episodes, I thought were excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, the the um, Let It Bleed that episode had me totally on Castiel's side. My, mm-hmm. heart was, my heart was breaking for Castiel. My heart was breaking for Dean, and you know it was just a really good episode, and I felt really bad for both of them. Mm-hmm. And, then, yes. and then the next episode comes along, The Man Who Knew Too Much, and then we what's one of the first things we see is Castiel is the one who takes on Sam's wall. And it, mm-hmm. when he did that, it was like this, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. not good. This is not the Castiel that we know. And mm-hmm. it was just all downhill from there, basically, for Cass. So he... It's just yeah, no no turning back. Now, Cass took down the wall in Sam's head just to distract Dean, right? I don't see a yeah. point to it otherwise. Yeah, he just did it because he knew Dean would be dealing with Dean would stay with Sam and worry about Sam instead of actually doing anything with him. Um, and like Bobby. Like Bobby said, you know, Bobby pretty much said that. And when Dean was staying with Sam, he's like, you're doing exactly what Cass wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's right, too. And that's, that's pretty petty. You know, it's not for the greater good. It's not because Sam is a weapon and uh, um, Cass had to stop him. It was just, I just need to distract Dean, and this is how I'm going to do it. And he's figuring the ends are justifying the means. And I, he didn't sound surprised to see Sam. And he did say, when this is all over, I will save Sam. And and then Sam also says, um, did you did you do this to me? Earlier, you know, did you, did you, um, when he brought Sam out of hell, have you been using my soul? And we talked about that on the podcast weeks ago, you know, saying, um, um, is this, is Sam's soul? And we talked a little bit, Cat, what's Cass up to? Is he using, did he use Sam's soul? Well, he didn't. He just, he brought Sam back wrong, basically. He couldn't, he couldn't do it. And, but I also was thinking, this whole time when Dean didn't know what was wrong with Sam, Cass knew the whole time, apparently, right? When, are you talking about the whole? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole time that, that Sam was soulless at the beginning of the year, yeah, Cass, had to know it. Unless, mm-hmm. unless 
I don't know, unless he didn't unless he didn't realize, you know, when he when he, you know, did the whole soul test on him, maybe mm-hmm. that was the first time he realized. I don't know, they never really explained that. Yeah, that's a that's another thing that's sort of not clear and makes me think this whole thing about Cass and the souls and everything else maybe was a later decision because when they went back and they showed um that Cass had raised Sam out of hell. Cass would know that Sam, something was wrong with Sam the minute Sam looked at Dean and walked away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so he, right. I, he, may not, he may not have known immediately that it was his soul, but he would know something is wrong because he brought Sam to Dean mm-hmm. just outside. And Sam walked away. So he had to know something was wrong right then. And I'm sure once Dean thinks about it, he'll probably think of that too. Um, yeah, how long How long has Cass been playing him, basically? And he kept talking about, um, you know, uh, the war in heaven. And Dean, you don't know the things that I've done. So I do believe that this scenario has been going on all season. I wish we'd known more about it. I wish you'd seen more about it. And we were, again, talking before the podcast started that there was this whole big deal with death and putting Sam's soul back in and death telling Dean it's about the soul of Dean and you have, you're have you a good detective. And, and we've mentioned before, didn't Dean didn't seem to pay attention and do much more research into it like death wanted him to. And I wonder if he had, what if he figured out more about Crowley and Cass? Why didn't he do it? Why wasn't that part of the story? And why didn't Death come back? Unless maybe Death's coming back next season. You know, Death is going to have something to say to Cass, I think. <laughs> you know. I, I still want to know who brought back Samuel Campbell and why. Mm-hmm. You know, was he soulless too? You know, why? You know, why did they bring right. him back? And yeah, I wondered. I said, okay. Now, single mention of Samuel, Samuel in the last two episodes. Mm-mm. Not a mention. I was, I was, one was waiting for something. To see they, you know, they were looking through the the journals that they took from his, you know, from his office area thingy at the compound, and mm-hmm. you know. Like, Moisha Campbell's and everything, but they never specifically mentioned Samuel. And there was a perfect opportunity to do it right then, and mm-hmm. they didn't. Hmm. And yet, still no word on Adam. <laughs> well, you Another know, where thing, is, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody asked about him, and and Cass got Sam out. Well, what happened? What happened to uh, Adam? What happened when? I know you've been out of town. I don't know if you saw this or not. There was a um, like a supposed spoiler from Michael Osceola where he asked, uh, I think it was Michael Osceola, one of those people, asked Sarah Gamble about Adam. Would we be seeing Adam next next year? And she gave him a very strong maybe. Like, well, mm-hmm. that's, that's not an answer. That's pretty much exactly <laughs> what we what we were thinking. Yeah. Anyways, we might see him, you know. So, 
I don't know. But I really want to find out, you know, just put it, you know, if you are don't want to bring Adam back, at least just put in a line somewhere and let us know mm-hmm. what his gate was. Yeah. And why didn't Dean say, you know, well, while you were down there, what about Adam? You know, uh, I can't imagine what Michael and Lucifer think now that Sam's gone. They can't be too pleased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he was their chew toy for a while. And and Cass took him out. They can't be too happy with Cass either. There's uh, a couple things that um, sort of popped into my head when we were talking about Cass thinking he's God. Um, it reminded me of Dean's amulet, which is a way to find God and know you're in the presence of God. Now, here's a perfect way to bring that back next season. If you know they, Dean and Sam have got to get away from Cass somehow. I don't know what's because there they are left in this room, uh, Cass saying, you know, bow down and worship me. And uh, um, I don't know how it's going to go from there, but you know they got to get away because we have a whole season <laughs> coming up, thank goodness. But what if Dean says something like, you know, um, shouldn't have thrown away that, you know, my, that amulet, you know, was a way we could prove that uh, Cass was God and blah, 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 and then there's a chance for Sam to say, well, that would I, be cool. I saved it. What? That would be cool. I like that idea. Yeah. And then I work. So, and the other question was, it kind of goes, it goes, it goes way back to four season. Why Cass? You know, why was he chosen to be, to take care of Dean, to raise him from hell and become involved in all this? I wonder. They've never really said. I suppose it was just maybe it was his turn in the garrison. But well, according to other episodes, a- Sam and Dean are, are special, and you wouldn't just assign them to anybody. I've always thought, because, you know, God is all-knowing, God knows everything, mm-hmm. that God God knew Castiel was a, diff, was a different kind of angel. You know, he knew that he, you know, he could... He would do whatever is necessary, and if that meant doing things differently, you know, than than what he's used to, he would do it. Whereas, as we've seen, most of the angels, besides you know Raphael, most of the angels like uh, Rachel and all of them, they pretty much just do whatever they're told. <laughs> they mm-hmm. don't go, you know, do anything differently. But I think God, my own personal opinion, is that God knew that Castiel was different. He was special, and that's mm-hmm. why he sent him to Sam and Dean. Mhm. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. You know, he was the one because he knew, of course, as you say, God knows everything. God would know that Dean would have his influence on on Cass, and between them, they would work together to get rid of Zachariah and Uriel and all the bad angels. And speaking of bad angels, um, I was kind of, I know you're not a huge fan of Castiel. We both love Misha. <laughs> but, you know, you cast out so much. <laughs> and and but I, 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 do, I became but, a better, I, I became a bigger fan of uh, Castiel the last half of the season when he's trying to get Dean and everybody to listen to him. And I ended up, especially in The Man Who Would Be King, 
uh, I ended up being like a fan of Castillo. I was like, I'm on his side. <laughs> you know, the the from Man Who Would Be King, I was totally on his side. So. Mhm. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I know that was that was a great episode. Um, yeah. I. It's just I was thinking, Cass. He was like the last of the good angels, you know. And then, you know, I mean, you know, all the others, you know, at you know, at best they turn out to be arrogant, like Michael. At worst. They're Lucifer and Zachariah and Uriel, you know, uh, total power-hungry, lying, deceiving creatures. And but we but we always had Cass, and he was a good angel. And it's like, well, it kind of keeps your keeps your faith alive and Dean's faith alive a little bit. And Sam, Bobby, that there there is there are good angels out there. And by the end of this episode. I don't know if we could say that anymore. Maybe we could say misguided, I guess, and and uh, and justifying the means and trying desperately to win this war in heaven because maybe it maybe it is a good thing that Cass took all the souls in because I can't imagine Raphael after that happening. <laughs> that would be even worse. <laughs> so, but it, that's one thing that kind of bothered me. I was like, oh. Keys, <laughs> you know, there goes our, our good angel, our one good angel, <laughs> disproving the the norm. So. Anna, you know, it, it's basically, you know, Anna was a good angel until she, mm-hmm. you know, kind of went off on her, off her rocker there, and mm-hmm. so it's basically like all we've seen, every angel, you know, goes bad, you know, either they they're bad to begin with or they go bad. Where I think the only Ones that we've seen that weren't bad would be Gabriel. He was all, he was you know he, he was he was a trickster for a while, but when mm-hmm. we that, but that he wasn't really evil. He was just like this is fun, you know, kind of thing. right. And right. well, tricksters teach a lesson, and that's what he was trying to do, and they don't always do it right. the nicest way. But you're right, and he wasn't evil. Gabriel, you know, and Gabriel died a good guy. And you know, fighting Lucifer, and mm-hmm. so, ba- so you know, he would basically be the only one. And Balthazar, mm-hmm. he he had his moments as a bad, you know, kind of iffy moments, but he was he was mainly a good guy, I think. And then Cast, you know, yeah, it's a pity we never got to see Balthazar and Gabriel together because I, oh my goodness, if there were ever a pair of, of drinking buddies destined to be. <laughs> <laughs> Balthazar and Gabriel <laughs> They would have been so much fun And boy I, You know I, I felt bad I was I was kind of sorry to see Balthazar Go mm-hmm. <laughs> You know and and Cass killed him That was his friend his brother And Cass killed him So I don't know I I hope Dean and Sam Remember Remember the Castile that that was part of their family because both of them said, I would have died for him, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. And I honestly, I didn't think before, I thought the only other person outside of, you know, one dying for the other brother would be Bobby. Right. And, and I, I mean, I know that, 
they had they had feelings about cats, but I didn't think it went as far as and family familial. But I didn't think it went as far as actually dying and for him. But that's that's very heavy, and they don't say that lightly. So I know they all they all feel really betrayed. And you're right, let it bleed just was a heartbreaker in so many ways. Um, I felt so bad for Cass, and when he's telling Dean, you know, I always come when you call. I do everything you ask of me, and you know, you can't trust me. And and Dean wasn't cavalier about what he was saying for Cass. He was genuinely worried that somebody he cared about was going to make the wrong decision. You know, make a a deal that he'd take a deal he couldn't handle, and working with the demon. Boy, they all know how what a bad idea that is, and it was just a no-win situation. Cass was determined, thinking that was his only way to win the war, and Dean just believed it was such a such a bad idea. And you know, Dean he <laughs> doesn't do things halfway, <laughs> and um, I, I hope they all remember their relationship and their love for one another, and they at least try to redeem Cass next season. I mean, I don't know if they'll succeed. I don't know how it will go. But I hope they try. I don't know. And I hope Cass remembers what he feels for Sam and Dean. There's a big question mark, you know, about how much Castiel will be in next season anyways, so... Mm-hmm. I wonder either they'll deal with him really fat, really quickly, or he'll mm-hmm. kind of be like, you know, the main thing that they're going after, and we'll see him dealt with at the end of the season. You know. Yeah. Um, I get. I wonder if it'll be a little bit like this season, where you know the first half was dealing with Sam without a soul. Are we going to deal with Cass first half of the season and have something else? I mean, I don't know. We don't know much of anything about next season except um, there was a couple of mentions I think they were both by Sarah Gamble in, in um, one interview or maybe two different ones where she said that um, they kind of want to put Sam and Dean a little bit like in the time of, of cowboys and the modern age starting to catch up with the cowboy and you know technology and the times just taking over and as we've seen, they're probably two of the most old-fashioned hunters. And we make fun of the ghost facers, but, you know, with all their technology, if Sam and Dean had their own smarts with their technology, what kind of hunter they would be. And I guess maybe it's a little bit, you know, you either you either keep up and make the change or you die out. And the other thing was um, Sarah said they had all the writers come in and watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid movie great movie, uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. We all know how that movie ended, which was not good. So I hope they aren't saying this is how we're going to end the seventh season, but it's a little bit how um, possibly Bush and Sundance, their their way of life caught up to them, and not just because they were uh, bank robbers and outlaws. It was because the detectives and the technology and the sheer volume of the lawmen their their times and the way they were just overwhelmed them. That was part of why they escaped to Bolivia, and even there they couldn't get away from it. So maybe that's just a similar comparison to 
the times catching up with them and you either change or die. So I, I, but that's the only hints we've gotten about next season. That's, that's it. And I don't know how Cass fits in with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He doesn't look a, a thing like um, uh, Catherine Ross. <laughs> And then I heard Sarah Gamble say or read that she said or something was that they're kind of getting rid of the angel storyline. And I'm like, yeah, you pretty much killed them all. You know, <laughs> so there's no angels left. Basically. Well, there's no but, angels left. Uh, the one angel yeah. is uh, that left that we know is uh, Cass. And I know, I know, there's some opinion that the Angel storyline is done. And some people saying Cass is a character that's run his course, and he actually lasted a lot longer than many people ex- expected him to. And if they're really reaching to try and work angels into it, and I even think they had a little bit of a tough time this season because Cass talked about the war in heaven, but we hardly ever saw it. See so that we didn't see evidence of it like, crazy weather, you know, um, or storms. I mean, we saw the monsters escaping, but that really had to do with purgatory. They really tried to do a lot this season, and I think they tried to do too much. And Yeah, like they, they, they would bring up a lot of interesting things and then not really deal with them, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I hope, you know, Sarah Gamble, she's a, Excellent writer, and I have really enjoyed this season. I thought it was a great season. But mm-hmm. like there were, like you said, there were just too many things added to the board. And I, I'm hoping that you know, since this is her first year as a showrunner, that maybe you know she's learned how to tweak it a little bit, and you know, mm-hmm. next year won't be so full. Maybe you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, it's. Uh, we keep going back to Buffy comparisons and, you know, you brought up six season and somebody online actually did a really detailed comparison of six season. Yeah. Did you read it? I did. That was really good. It was really good. And it's, and in some ways it is definitely, definitely similar um, right down to, you know, somebody we, we know becoming the big bad. Willow and uh, going power crazy like supposedly Cass is going to um, but it was Joss Whedon went off to do other things and Marty Knoxon took over and Sarah Gamble is in, just in my opinion head and shoulders way above Marty Knoxon because I really just, just totally disagreed with so many things she did on on Buffy but um a little bit similar, kind of took over after a long-time showrunner and took a little bit to find their feet. And unfortunately, to take a whole season to kind of figure out what's going right and what isn't, great, there goes 20 hours, <laughs> 22 hours, that where, where you decide, you know, where you figured out things instead of figuring it out in a couple or figuring it out before, especially since Sarah's been there so long. And it really wasn't that bad. I, I don't, I didn't hate it. I, you're right. I thought it was a really interesting season. I mean, we had some fantastic episodes. We had some, you know, uh, here and there, there was one or two episodes that didn't succeed entirely. But we had a lot of great things. I'll always be grateful to Sixth Season for bringing Sam and 
being finally back together again as the brothers we know and love. I mean, finally that relationship healed, you know, and they're not the same, but they are brothers again. So that for sure I love. I I am really, really excited about seeing next season because we'll finally get to see what Sam, how he deals with knowing everything that he did while he was soulless, and he knows now everything that happened in hell. So I think, you know, this this season finale really set up a lot of great things for next year. Mm-hmm. And that I think that one's going to be a really interesting one because Sam Sam will have to be different. You know, he's been through a whole lot that he actually remembers. And it's mm-hmm. just, I'm looking forward to seeing, to seeing how he deals with that. And well, I'm hoping... I, uh... I'm hoping we learn more about what happened to him in hell besides, you know, the few flashes we see of him standing there on fire, you know. Mhm. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's I mean, I understand that when we saw that the first time because it was just a quick glimpse and um it's a very strong image, but I doubt that's the only thing that happened because he's in hell, but it was a particular part. It wasn't just general hell. He wasn't out in, you know, the general population of of hell. He was with Lucifer and Michael and uh, Adam as Michael. So that's just a particular horror. And Cass wasn't lying to Dean. He said it's like his soul's been flayed alive. And now I don't even know how he he got himself together to get out of Bobby's and and get to Kansas. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like he was barely holding himself together. At least he wasn't like, hey, I'm fine, great, I'm chipper. You know, he was staggering. and He was, you know, I mean, he's just that strong, you know, to hold himself together to do it. But I, I, you're right, I hope they don't forget. I hope they don't just jump to Sam being fine, you know, you know, yeah, hell was bad, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, yep, I did some bad things when I was soulless, but I'm okay now. I hope they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, usually Supernatural's good at not doing that, so I, I'm <laughs> hoping that they don't do that. And yeah, it, um, I, it's the, and speaking of there. His soul, you know, not only was it down there while Sam's body was in hell, but his soul was down there a long time because, you know, even after Sam's body was pulled out, you know, his soul was still down there. So, you know, if, you know, if Sam, if Dean was, Dean's, what, three, four months was 70 years or however long it was, imagine how long that must mean that his soul was in hell. That's a long time. It was 40 years. It was four months, and I think it was 10 years a month. So I think it was 40 years. Okay, 40 so, years. so it, it was. it's at least a year. So there there was a year between the time Sam went to hell and Sam went and saved Dean in exile on Main Street. That was a year. Mm-hmm. And then however long between that time and the finale. Mm-hmm. So that... You know, that's at least 120 years right there, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and you've got to think that once Cass took Sam's body, that would have really annoyed Lucifer and Michael 
you know, like half their half their fun is gone, you know, and yeah. they probably took it out on Sam's soul. So mm-hmm. I really, I, 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 I hope they do more with Sam finally becoming a whole person again and remembering everything in hell and everything that he did as soulless Sam. Um, I have to I have to say, Jared and Jensen in those last two episodes, I. I know they're good actors. I have always said they are so talented and so amazing and so professional, but they were just extra, extra awesome in those two episodes. I mean, Jared, when he's three different Sams, and mm-hmm. and I, I, it was just incredible. And they were three completely different characters. You would think they were three different actors playing. Yeah. Them. And yeah. Incredible. And then um, Jensen in Let It Bleed, I, I, he was, he just, every single emotion and you could just see what he was going through as Dean when Ben first calls and, you know, Dean's worst nightmare has happened. Someone's taking Lisa and Ben, he's trying to help Ben. He can't do that. He can't get there. He doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know what's happening. I love how Jensen's acting decision was to, like, like clench his shoulders and look down, like, like the weight was unbearable, that he couldn't even mm-hmm. look up. And, and then at the end, you know, when he, um, Cass comes to heal Lisa and he says, would you do one more thing for me? And he has Cass wipe their memories of him and I'm assuming all evidence of Dean and everything that happened because of Dean because otherwise when uh, Lisa and Ben go home and find a dead guy in the middle of their living room (laughs) you know it's going to be a surprise so I'm assuming everything is sort of wiped out and I, I, I understand Dean thinking that was a good idea but oh Dean it was a terrible idea because you just you don't get to make that kind of decision for somebody else, and you and it's it's not about you being not not worthwhile enough, and you just think oh they're better off not knowing me. That's that's not true, and I know terrible things happened, but that's plus and, plus and Sam was pretty mad too, huh? Plus you got to realize Lisa and Ben might not remember Dean, but Dean remembers them, and he knows mm-hmm. they still are very very important to him. So just because they don't remember him doesn't mean they're not they're still not good for being used as leverage against Dean. You know, mm-hmm. Dean can still kidnap them and to use them against Dean because he still cares about them. Right, and I'm sure he'll find a way to keep an eye on them somehow and take take care of them. And that scene where he says, you know, I'm you know I'm the one that hit you, you know, and I kind of lost control. And, uh, you know, but uh, it's all going to be better now and, and everything. And I'm like, and then he tells Ben, you know, take care of your mom. I just, oh, my heart just broke for him. And then he goes to the car and Sam's pretty mad and I don't blame him, you know. And he says, how could you do this? Because he knows how much they mean to him, how much they cared about Dean. He knows it's a bad idea. And Dean is, is so angry and grief-stricken that he tells Sam, you know, if you bring him up again, I'll break your nose. And and he's got the Sam, tears in his eyes, and Sam knows he's serious. And 
and and and Sam backs off. I I doubt Sam will back off forever about it. <laughs> but but I I just I felt so bad for him. And and then and the man who knew too much again Jared um the opening scene was fantastic. You know, the whole opening where he's he's running like crazy and I and I loved all the little familiar bits like castle storage which was that old storage place and um I liked the Bobby guy, the guy that looked like Bobby in the hall. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was someone who looks like Bobby and then he goes in the bar and it reminded me of when born under a bad sign. And it's like, hey, we're closed, you know, and, and that was exactly what Joe said when the the not right Sam went in. Mm-hmm. And I I um I love the girl and like, darn it, did we find out her name, the character's name? Because it's what, Erica Sarah, right? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she plays Deputy Joe Lupo on Eureka. Which she looks completely different because as the deputy on there, and while well, she's been working for Global Dynamics this last year too, but um, she never wears as much makeup, you know, <laughs> and her hair is not all, <laughs> her hair is always pulled back into a ponytail or a bun or something. So it was like, wow, she looks a lot different. She did. I thought she looked great. Um, oh, she reminded me a, a little bit of um, Claudia Black. And uh, Erica, she's got a very distinctive voice, much like Claudia Black. And after a, a few minutes, at first I thought she was kind of Sam's thought, like someone who was helping him and something familiar. She was the Impala. You Ooh, know? that was cool. But, but I, I thought it was great that it worked out that she was someone Sam had killed as, as when he was sold. I know a lot of people... When because when um, when some of the scenes were being filmed, um, there were you know a lot of fans and stuff that were able to find the filming location and some mm-hmm. pictures of being posted online. And a lot of people, when they saw Sam walking down that sidewalk with her, thought that it was um, Ruby again that they brought Ruby back. Oh, just in a in a get the Ruby three point oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't, <laughs> but I, I thought I thought it was really cool that she turned out to be someone that Sam had shot and killed. Yeah, yeah and, so. and that was that scene there. My I, my best friend, she's a huge Cassian Dean fan. Not crazy about Sam. She thinks he's kind of on the dumb side, and but she loved that scene when Sam shoots that girl and says, you know. So what are you going to do for leverage now or, you know, whatever it is that he says there. <laughs> he just thought that was just the greatest thing Sam has ever done. She just loved oh, it. <laughs> so she likes soul with Sam. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she thinks that um, regular Sam is just kind of dumb. She's Her big thing when I when makes me mad because, you know, I, Sam's always my favorite. And she'll always say, um, talk, she'll act like she's Ruby and say, Hi, I'm a demon. Sleep with me and we'll save the world. And Sam is the <laughs> <hell> for it. <laughs> I'm surprised you're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, is, that is funny. <laughs> and, and, her, and then, but Ruby, see, she always likes the evil ones. Ruby is her all time favorite character on Supernatural. 
Yeah, she, she she likes the evil ones. Well, that's okay. They're they're more fun to play. I know actors usually like playing playing evil characters to get more to do. But um, does she just like Ruby in general, or 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 one particular Ruby version over the other, or just Ruby well, well, no matter what? She 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 didn't really start watching Supernatural till the fourth season, so mm-hmm. she hadn't yet seen Katie Cassidy's Ruby. So she loved Genevieve's Ruby. Uh huh. Okay. And then after fourth season. Then she started, you know, watching all the other ones. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, well, what else did you like or not like about these episodes? Well, I, I thought they really shocked me because you know they had they had released the clip, um, as for their sneak peek clip of Sam running you know, and going into the bar and then saying, I don't remember my name, I don't remember who I am. They had released that. So I, you know, everybody, including me, you know, we assumed that was when he had, you know, his wall was taken down or possibly maybe we're seeing a flashback to when he first came back from hell, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was completely shocked to see that all of that was just happening in his mind, you know, that it Mm -hmm. wasn't happening. And then... The whole part with Castiel and the whole ending, I did not see that coming at all. And so I thought they did a really good job of, you know, shocking us. They they did a great job with that. And I love, you know, talking more still about this last one. We we have seen there being multiple deans, you know, a few times. And, you know, I can dream a little dream. And then, of course, in the end... And so it was really cool getting to see, you know, the multiple Sams for a change. And mm-hmm. like I said, he was awesome. And he was like three different characters. But, mm-hmm. you know, when when I think about it, though, I think I liked my favorite, my favorite part is seeing the wall come down and how Sam was dealing with it. That's my favorite of all both of them. But I think this actual storyline that I preferred best was the one in – let it bleed with um, Ben and Lisa. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew that they were going to have to give them an ending somehow, you know, even though we thought that one tree hill moment in the car <laughs> a few episodes back <laughs> might yeah. have been it. Um, but it was, you know, I, I thought that that was a really good ending. And I knew when Dean, you know, said, there's one more thing you can do for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, he's going to wipe them. And mm-hmm. that's what he did. But I thought that ending for that episode was the best one. Yes. I thought that was a terrific episode. And and I thought that was a great, different, uh, a little bit unexpected solution to finishing up Lisa and Ben's storyline. Again, huh? it, it had pretty much run its course. And you think, well, you know, there's two choices. And at first you think there's two choices. One is Lisa and Ben just kind of stay out there. You know, they're kind of going on with their lives. And the, here's Dean, and he never really has finished with them, so and it's not sure he'll he'll go on, and they're always out there um, on his on his mind, and there's never really a resolution. They're just sort of there. It's a little bit frustrating. And the other solution was kill them. 
kill them both off or kill Lisa and send Ben off to live with, you know, some relative of Lisa somewhere. And you think, well, great, you know, another another um, another woman in Sam and Dean's lives that they had a relationship gets killed. And, and that's almost a little too easy because then Dean doesn't have to deal with it anymore. This is a great solution. Um, they're, they're kidnapped. They're, like he said, it's 100% on him. They're in danger. They're in trouble. They're being used as leverage to make him supposedly behave. How kick-ass with him going, torturing those demons and then going, finally getting the address and going to find him and just mowing down demons right and left to get into where Lisa and Ben were being held kids. Uh, prisoner. That was awesome. And I thought that was really cool that when we were down there with Ben and Lisa, but we could hear Dean killing all those demons up there. Yes. That was really cool. Great. And um, then he, he comes in to save them and lets them loose and then finds out uh, as a little bit of extra insurance, Crowley's put the demon into Lisa, which is, again, horrifying for Dean. And you see the look on his face, and he just he just can't believe it. And then she's saying all those things to him, and he's telling Ben, you know, don't believe it. He can handle it. He's used to that. He doesn't like it, but he can handle it. And then him going through um, all that. And then did you see the look on Dean's face? And I, I wonder if it was like a Jensen idea or choice or whatever. When she says um, it was actually, Ben was actually his kid, and he and he kind yeah. of gets all like really hopeful for a second, and then yeah. realizes she's a demon. That part, that part. First, I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, I can't believe mm-hmm. they're actually going there. You know, I was like, at first, mm-hmm. I thought that you know, because you know, as we've seen, demons tell the truth. You know, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of like, "Oh my god!" And but then she's like, took it back. So I'm like, "Oh okay, Whew. thank goodness," because <laughs> that would have been really hard on Dean to have a kid out there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm glad I didn't. I've always been glad that Ben Ben wasn't biologically his child, but but he was a father figure for sure, and it didn't make him love Ben any less. I I liked that it he wasn't. And again, I wondered, but you know, I just for a second you saw on Dean's face, you know how like really, and he was all hopeful, and and then it just she said, you know, she was lying and. And then she said she's not sure who the father is. And you're right, demons lie, but they tell the truth. So who knows in all that mess, you know, what was really, really going on. But, uh, yeah, that was that was really hard. And then she stabs herself. And um, so she'll die. And, and uh, I, I mean, could you just make it any worse for Dean? <laughs> you know? And you know, I thought Ben Ben did a good job. Gene must have been not really training him, but like helping him defend himself. You know, like teaching him to shoot the gun and remember, you know, watch out for the kick and take the soft one, and you're going to have to shoot them. You know, while I carry your mom out, and I thought he did a great job. Although I was kind of shocked when he slapped him. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoa, you know. <laughs> I I I, I, yeah. That shocked me. Yeah, well I I'm sure Dean was thinking, you know, desperate times. You know, I I I can't have two of them to carry out. You know, I I can't deal with both. I I gotta have help here and I know he can do it and and, 
but yeah, that was quite a shock to have him reach over and just kind of go smack. <laughs> but we had to do it. Um, and it was, I, it's interesting, you know, talking about things that they've left open for next year. Crowley's still alive. Yes. I'm glad. Yeah, I am too. I love Mark Shepard. So mm-hmm. it'll be exciting to see where they go with him next year, I think. And and Cassiel says, you know, I will I will deal with him. So, you know, he's not off Cass Cass's radar either, so um, And which makes me see I wonder if he'll go to Sam and Dean again. Mhm. He try to get them to work with him again against Castiel this time. Yeah. Um, I I don't think they will. I think they'll just gank him. <laughs> to know there, yeah, there, there's no way. There's no way Sam and Dean would ever work with Crowley again. There's no way. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Not this time. I say if he even tries, unless he's got some unbelievable leverage, they'll they'll just gank him on sight. Um, I also another thing about Let It Bleed that I thought was really great is how involved Bobby was. I thought it was a pretty balanced episode for everybody having something to work on and not kind of background, being very involved. I love Bobby going undercover and talking to um, the Cthulhu expert and then talking to um, the witness in uh, the asylum. I thought it was just great the way you talked to him and handled it. And I really, really liked the son. I mean, he's an old man now in a wheelchair, but I thought Bobby was really great with him. You know, do you believe in monsters? And he says, yep. You know, you tell me, and whatever it is, I'll buy it straight. You know, I thought that was a really great thing. He had the best line out of both episodes, I think, was when – you know, he had made copies of the book that Castiel had stolen, and he says, hi, nice to meet you, Bobby Singer, paranoid bastard. <laughs> yep. Fine, <Line> ever. <laughs> yep, yep. Good old Bobby. Survived another season. Yay. <laughs> yep. Yay. Yep. One more. And, oh, and here's an interesting he had an interesting look going in that episode too. You know the the tan jacket and everything, and no hat. Mm-hmm. We've never really seen Bobby look like that. No, he looked rather um, like well, he looked like a writer. He was playing a journalist, you know, and he looked very kind of you know practical and he looked scholarly, uh, professional. I liked it very much. Um, I like Sam. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I liked Sam praying for Cass, even though, like, Dean had told him not to. I mean, it, it didn't work. It kind of worked because Cass was there um, watching him again. I, so I, I liked, liked that. I liked doing it. Hmm? Um, talking about Ellie, I mm-hmm. liked, you know, he, she came from purgatory Yet she didn't seem to be a monster, you know. Mm-hmm. Bobby, Bobby and her had had a relationship, and yeah, you know. So, and she, you know, she helped him with the um, sword, you know, for the dragons, and you know, she, you know, doesn't seem like you know your evil 
monsters. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if, if that's going to be a sign of way, you know, things to come. If we might see more monsters that are helpful more than evil. Mm-hmm. Maybe it sure reminds me. We, we keep going back to Buffy things, but she reminds me a little bit of Spike, who didn't want to destroy uh-huh. the world. He says, "I like it here. <laughs> you know, why would I want to mess up the world?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I, I was yeah. looking, talking, you know, like, t- talking about Buffy. We had Clem, you know, who was a demon, yet he was perfectly, you know, other than eating cats, he was pretty much, you know, <laughs> nothing to be afraid of. Oh, I know. Bad Clem eating kittens. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this also reminded me a tiny bit of the episode, um, where Angel's the only one who remembers, and um, he and Buffy have been together and have been happy, but they have to. Uh, I will remember you. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the only one who remembers. Um, Can I say something right out of my head about this episode? Oh, Purgatory. Um, Well, it's not just monsters in Purgatory, right? It's souls. That were baptized? I don't know. I don't know what... It seems like in the supernatural universe they're saying that that's where monsters come from. Mm-hmm. I'll have to rewatch the episode again. Uh, which one was it? The one with the alpha vampire, I think, is when we first started learning about purgatory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking the way he talked, if I'm remembering right, was it was basically that's because we I remember us talking about it on the podcast. That's where monsters go when they die. Mm-hmm. And you know where and we we had a big discussion about you know demons are different than monsters and you know monsters are just like the vampires and the wendigos and um, you know shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing. If, if if I'm remembering correctly, that's all that's in purgatory, according to the supernatural universe. Right. Um, but I oh I know the uh, all the other people at at uh, H.P. Lovecraft's dinner party that died within a year were they all killed by Moisha Campbell? By by hunters, or was Ellie killing them? It they never. It sounded like it, they were killed by whatever it was that came through, which was not Ellie. Ellie said it wasn't her. So, and I think we can trust her. So it was killed by something else that came through, but they never really told what that was. I thought she was the only thing that came through. That's yeah. That but. See, she said it wasn't her. So that means something else came through. That's what it oh, made me wonder. Our live show is almost over, just thought. Yeah. It made me wonder, though, did the hunter, did a hunter kill them for opening this door? And they were part of a black magic cult. Um, live show will be over in 29 seconds. So, if um, if you want to continue listening, you'll be able to listen to us through 
Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, you know, the usual. So after, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to listen to the rest of the show, everybody, just follow the usual links and you can listen to the rest of it. <laughs> yes, and thank you for listening and hope you enjoy uh, the discussion of these last two episodes of the sixth season, and we'll keep talking. <laughs> and, and here we okay. are, being recorded. <laughs> the, um, talking about, you know, they they specific at the beginning of that episode, they show what looks like a male figure in black in H.P. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft's office. What's that? They show that um, male figure in black in with H.P. Lovecraft when he's killed at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. It looks like a male figure, too, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Is that moisture? I, I, I took it that it, it's something else that came through from Purgatory is the way I took it. Oh, huh. Hmm. And here's something that we for, I can't believe we have not mentioned this yet. The Impala. Oh! I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, for some, that's probably like the worst thing <laughs> in those yeah. entire episodes. <laughs> I, I can't believe it got smashed again. At least it's not as bad as the end of season one. You know, it's basically just the top. Which, so, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, oh. That's poor. I know, poor, poor baby. She's been through. She's been through a lot. You know, be fixing her again. I'm, I'm sure. I wonder how quickly we'll join up in season seven. You know, will time have passed? A month passed? A week? Ten minutes? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because um, like between season four and season five, you know, we opened up at season five, but basically the exact same place season four ended there was no time difference but yeah between season five and season six there was a whole year so you never know where you know where mm-hmm. it is for that mm-hmm. yeah um just thinking about next season i wonder if they're thinking season seven might be their last because they said sarah said you know you know we we love Misha, and you know Cass Castiel's been an amazing part of their storyline. But they want to concentrate on Sam and Dean, which of course is what we love and where they all started. I wonder if it's kind of the way they want to finish, just Sam and Dean. Which not sure I how I feel about that just yet. So there's no reason to start worrying yet. But I don't think we have to worry because according to Jared and Jensen at the couple. Now, there have been a few cons lately. Um, last weekend was one in Germany and a couple weeks, you know, a week or two before that, there was one in England. And I forget which one or maybe both it was. They said that um, CW, you know, especially the new president, really likes them. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, if, they're, if CW asks for a season eight, that, you know, as long as the hmm. story's being good, they said that they'll be there. Oh well, that's really cool to hear. I'm I'm a little bit behind in news and conventions. I'm trying to catch up. I I've been out of the country for gosh, it was three weeks, and it was a fantastic trip. But I tried to when I did have internet, I tried to. 
stay away from things like my Facebook. I, I popped in a tiny bit, but or LJ or any kind of supernatural news because I didn't want to be spoiled for the three episodes that um, I hadn't seen until I got back. And for the first time in years, I had absolutely no clue about any of those episodes. I usually had a little bit, not not a big amount. I'm not completely spoiled, but I've either seen a few pictures or watched the preview clips or seen the trailers, and I had no idea. And it was very interesting watching that way and not knowing anything as I as I watched. It was pretty cool. But anyway, I'm behind on news, so I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm going to have to catch up about the conventions because I um I did some reading about what went on at Asylum and it looked like a great time and it was fun to look at the pictures and everything and I got some news from there, but I guess I haven't seen that part yet. Is there anything else about the conventions that we should mention, like big news or? Um, let's see. There's one going on this weekend in Brazil that has Misha, Chad Lindbergh, and Matt Cohen. And Misha, from what I remember reading from the – well, first of all, that, that convention, um, it wouldn't let people tweet from the convention. The convention people there were making people stop tweeting. I've never heard of a convention doing that before. And in, people, were in, tweet, people were having to tweet after the panels. They wouldn't let people tweet during the panels. If they saw you with the phone out, they made you stop. I was really surprised in, to hear that. In Brazil? In Brazil, yeah, today. Really? Um, but what people were saying from Misha's panel, um, they were asking, I and mean, he says that he has um, no idea, cast a storyline, he has no idea how much he'll be in season seven. So that was like basically the biggest news, non-news kind of, you know, um, from you know from that one. Um, let's see. Then there's a convention next weekend in Nashville, uh, where which I'll be going to. I'm very excited. What uh, I really want to talk to Misha about Divine the series. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. You know, I may have to get in line to ask a question about that one because I'm still really psyched about that. Um, and there's a yeah. lot of events this summer. There's one um, coming up in Parsippany, New Jersey in July. I think there's one in an, in another country between now and then, though, in between. It's like there's 50 million conventions this month. In Spain and then uh, we're... I mean, we haven't heard anything, but it's likely they'll go to Comic-Con again at the end mm-hmm. of July. Yeah, the Spain one, that's the other one. I don't think Jensen and Jared are going to that one, though. I think it's just Misha. And, like, Misha and Sebastian, people like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I um, I go to the Chicago one. I hope we get Sebastian Roche. He would be fun. We haven't had him yet. Toronto got... Uh, they've got Julian Richings, who plays Death, going to the Toronto convention. That it would Ooh. be awesome. I would love. I hope they, you know, get him for some other conventions because I would love to see him. Mhm. Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. I remember him from. It was a TV show called Once a Thief with um, Nicholas Lee and Ivan Sergei mm-hmm. and um, Sandrine Sandrine Holt. And Julian Richings 
played a secondary character. He and um, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the other actor right now, but he but they were cleaners. It was sort of a shadowy government agency, and they both they were Murphy and Camier, and he played um, Camier, Mr. Camier, and they were cleaners. You know, they'd come in after an operation was done and deal with things, and he was just marvelous on that too. And he was he's fantastic as Death. So yeah, I think he would make a terrific convention guest and I think um, the actress who plays Ellie she would be a fun guest too Um, yeah Kim Johnston Ulrich I I know her from passion because she was you know she was Julian Crane's wife having an affair with the sheriff on passion (laughs) and um, my husband and I we used to really like wings and so Netflix wings is on Netflix now and we so we started watching again the other night. Who pops up in like the third episode? But it's her, and she's like, um, she's the woman that broke, um, that was married to Brian, and she's the one who split up those brothers. She dated both of them, and I was like, wow, I had no idea that was her. Oh wow, because I loved Wings, at least the first few seasons. At the very last, it got kind of strange, but yeah, I loved, I loved that series. It was really good. And I had no idea she was on that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. It's like, I don't remember that being her. <laughs> um, I don't know. Trying to think what other things about this episode. I mean, there's got to be a lot. Of, oh, you know, Cindy Sampson as Lisa. Speaking of ter- some terrific acting, when she's possessed by the demon, totally different character, totally different person. She did a great job. Yeah, she did. She really did. And she was at the convention in England. Mhm. And and so I was like, oh, come on, creation. <laughs> you know, I said, she's mm-hmm. conventions. Yes, I think she's yeah, she's like a perfect choice for a guest because she's played such an important person in Dean's life, you know, and and, and uh, everything. And she's gotten, she must have many stories because she's been in several episodes. And She's on Twitter now, too. Oh, cool. I'd say, boy, yeah. I have a lot to catch up on. <laughs> Cindy M. Sampson. Okay. And Brock Kelly's on Twitter now, too. These were both announced at the convention. Brock Kelly is Brock V. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, v like v. in Vibra? V, v like in Victor. Oh, V. Okay. You know, I Brock Brock is a Brock, Brock is a great kid and did you know fine job as as a young dean. But he doesn't usually have much to say, so I'm not sure he's not, what he's tweeting he's about. He's gotten better. He's gotten better. He's he's getting over the shyness, I think, because it seems like the last couple of conventions, because he he did Germany and Europe. Germany and England, and, you know, he seems to have, he even sung on stage, so. Oh, <laughs> Some wow. fans asked him to sing along, um, sing Jason, the song Jason and Jensen sing, um, Crazy Crazy Love, I think. Uh-huh. And um, he sung along with them on stage. Oh, that's so good. I'm, open up. I'm glad. And what I think is adorable, though, apparently during his autograph session, he was writing his Twitter name on little post-it notes and giving it out to everybody. <laughs> like, please follow me. <laughs> and he and Cindy Sampson were were really 
playing it up during the convention. She kept saying that she had dumped Dean for a younger model, and they were like, you know, really playing it up. And like he, she sat in his lap during one of the concerts, you know, and she um, drew BK and a heart on her arm, like a tattoo and everything. It was really cute. Oh. Yeah. We we had some good music in these episodes. Yes, Rolling Stones. Mhm. Um, and what was in the first in Let It Bleed? We were trying to decide if the songs were like really, really appropriate. Um, playing the fire lyrics, absolutely. But the first one, smiling faces. I think that suits Crowley. I like the Supernatural Wiki has the English translation for the Purgatory. The Open Purgatory, the English translation. It sounds kind of boring, actually, <laughs> in English. <laughs> it sounds all big and mighty and Latin or whatever it is. Um, but in English, it's not that fancy. It's great door of purgatory that is closed for us. Its light is kept away from our eyes. But now we're standing on this threshold of the great door and humbly, faithfully, respectfully are preparing for its opening. Terrible creature whose claws and teeth have never touched Human flesh is opening its jaws toward our world now. Great door, open at last. <laughs> okay. I like when, um, I guess her name was Robin. Erica Sarah played Robin. Um, and they talk about the Night Owl Hotel. Was there some significance to the Night Owl Hotel motel? Um, they, okay, back, I think, I don't know, I think that's what they use, like, when they don't specifically need a certain name, because back last year, when we got to watch them filming, um, with Free or Twy Hard, when we, um, when we were up in Vancouver, um, mm-hmm. which, which, by the way, was the same building, now that I think of it, it was the same building that's supposed to be the hotel where... So maybe it was on purpose, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Um, the hotel where Sam and um, Robin go to, which is Night Owl, Night Owl Hotel, that's the exact same building that they were filming at, just in the little um, park area, the mm-hmm. little Festin parking area in the back was where we were watching them film. And they there were signs up there for it being the Night Owl Hotel. Oh, so this um, I wonder if that was wow. I I I it hadn't even hit me. I just thought that was just basically their name that they use if they don't need a name. But since that was the exact same same building, I wonder mm-hmm. if if that was they did that on purpose. Probably because there were all sorts of little touches like that. Like there was a sign for El Sol beer in the bar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff in Sam's. Mind. Um, one thing about them filming 
that episode I just I thought was really cool. Um, Dean's worried about Sam, and he's checking his eyes with the flashlight, and then Sam in his head, like, is startled because there's bright light in it. There's all of a sudden this big bright light in his eyes. Uh-huh. And I like the transitions between the two different worlds and yeah. realities. I thought that was... that was. And then um, he says, you know, do you smell whiskey? And it's Sam, um, I'm sorry, Dean and Bobby having a drink. And then he says later, uh-huh. Old Spice and whiskey, the Old Spice for Bobby. Yeah, I like that. That's how he knew he was at Bobby's house was from the Old Spice mm-hmm. and whiskey. Yeah, there's... Um, there was another one. Oh, um, uh, Robin's calling Sam. She's going, Sam, Sammy. And then you realize it was it's Dean calling Sam, uh-huh. Sammy. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was really cool, the way they filmed that. Um, and Let It Bleed is the name of the Rolling Stone song. And uh-huh. Man Who Knew Too Much is the name of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. <laughs> so those were the where the titles came from. Now there was a convention. Uh, I think it was before the season was over. Um, I don't remember where they were. Uh, but Sam, somebody asked Jared what his favorite line in an episode was, and he told it it was from the finale. And it's been driving me crazy trying to remember what it was that he said. He said he can't tell the line, but he can tell what it was about. And it's been driving me crazy trying to figure out what that line, because I don't remember what it was that he said. And so I was like, I want to (laughs) know which line was it that was his favorite. Yeah. (laughs) I would love to know that. Oh, and um, Ben is reading Cthulhu Tales. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was me because we've been talking about like that. And um, when the demons are all coming, Crowley's called all the demons, and Bobby and Dean start to hear something happening. And they hear the noise and they see the vibration in the puddle, which I thought was a really cool effect. And it reminded me of Jurassic Park and the T-Rex coming in the glass of water and buzzing, and that's back to what Dean says. <laughs> what is that, the T-Rex? <laughs> so. All right, Misha Collins just tweeted, I'm trying to pull it up. He tweeted a picture from the convention. Speaking of Twitter, we're over 10,000 followers. We have 10,130 followers. Amazing. Yeah, Supernatural fans, you guys are awesome. Yes, you are. Okay, Misha tweeted. Misha tweeted, unlike us Americans, Brazilians aren't afraid to show affection. It's nice. And it's a picture of, oh my goodness, it's of Matt and Misha and Chad in the middle of 50 million fangirls, and they're all, like, pulling and tugging at them. And oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I, I hope they 
this was staged. <laughs> it may be the last we've seen of Misha, Matt, and Chad. <laughs> well, you know, what a way to go, surrounded by, you know, 5,000 Brazilian. <laughs> There's a couple guys women. in the crowd, too. There, but it, It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh, I Misha. see it. I, I, I could pop into Twitter here. Oh, my goodness. Look at yeah. her. Misha looks alarmed. <laughs> it's like they, it's like a mosh pit or something. They went. It, it is convention diving or something. Well, good for him. <laughs> and in Brazil, um, the the hashtag that they're using for the convention, Rising Con Brazil, was trending in Brazil today. I thought that was really cool. Yes. Very, very cool. Um, what else about these episodes? <laughs> what? Well, it seems like we're winding down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Do you think of anything else we need to mention? We'll probably we'll probably like close down the podcast for the night and remember twelve different things that we didn't talk about. Mhm. And go. Oh no. <laughs> That's usually what happens. Mhm. <laughs> um, I'm just peeking at SuperWiki to see if anything jogs my memory. I thought it was interesting that Castiel um, kind of betrayed Crowley. I wonder if he planned it all along. He said, I'm not giving you those souls. Yeah, I did too. I wonder about that too. Hmm. <laughs> oh, and... <laughs> couple of the funny lines. Robin asks Sam if, you know, maybe you're a hooker. <laughs> you're <funny. Uh-huh. laughs> and then Sam says, well, I was with two guys, and one was kind of a male model type. <laughs> 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 Poor Jensen. <laughs> on him. Oh, Night Owl Hotel. It's the name of the motel where the he and Dean stayed at Fallen Idols. That's where the Night Owl Hotel was. Okay, and, and the and the where they actually filmed that hotel though was the 2400 Motor Court for Fallen Idols. Hmm. That's interesting. Yes. All right. Unless there's anything else. We need to talk about. I can't think of anything. Okay. Um, any announcements? We can, like you mentioned them before, give another plug for uh, Divine the Series. Definitely something to be active about this summer. We're going to be talking about it again. Oh, maybe, you know, we'll, hopefully we might be able to do a 
podcast or two about Divine during the summer. Mm-hmm. Yep, but everybody go on over and join up with the forum and support the series and and uh, you should be part of that. So if you are waiting for a reason to, to check it out, well, there's a reason. Misha. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, thankfully, we have a seventh season. We're done with the season episode podcast now. Um, we thank everybody for being with Winchester Radio again this season. We will definitely be back next season, first episode of the seventh season, probably sometime in September. <laughs> and uh, But uh, we'll definitely be checking in over the summer, podcast, Divine the Series. Who knows what other fun, good things will come up. We'll keep you posted. You can always, always find out all the news on WinchesterBuzz.com, Facebook, Twitter, um, feel free to pass on links about everything we're up to, the old podcast, catch up over the summer. We really appreciate you guys so much. We can't wait to do podcasts over the summer and for next season. Okay. Maybe that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, see you soon. Okay. Bye, Clarity. Okay. Night, Becky. Bye.